You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today, I'd like to tell you about one of my favorite places on earth. I've only been to it once in person, about 10 years ago, and then just for a few hours. But so precious is it to me that I've paid scores of mental visits to it over the decades. The place is a dissenter's burial ground in London named Bunhill Fields. Yes, that's right. I'm in love with an old cemetery. Bunhill Fields is a typical English name constructed by contracting the words Bone Hill. It refers to a four-acre piece of land now part of what is thought of as central London. It's technically part of the borough of Islington and just north of the city of London proper. Its history as a place for burials is long-standing. They may have begun as early as 1,500 years ago in Saxon times, But it was in 1549 that over 1,000 cartloads of bones were deposited there as another storage house of human remains was closed in London. The low ground was filled with these bones and a bit of soil placed over it. Then about a century later, the city of London decided to use it for plague victims. There's no confirming record that they did, but it clearly was thought of as a burial ground. It was in the 1660s that the ground was privately leased and opened for interments. This was unusual, though, because the ground hadn't been consecrated or made holy by the Church of England for burials. Now, this meant that anyone who could pay the fees could be buried there on their own terms. This made Bone Hill, or Tyndall's ground, as it was called then, very popular with various nonconformist groups, including particular Baptists. Others who buried their dead there were the General Baptists, Presbyterians, Independents, Unitarians, a few Quakers, and other dissenters, including those who defined themselves by and to themselves. Since the 10th century in Europe, the Western Church had consecrated the ground around church buildings and in other locations so they could be used as a sacred place for burials. When Henry VIII declared the Church of England separate from Roman church control, this practice continued. So usually, although not always, for a person to be buried in one of these consecrated locations, you had to be of the church of the nation and their clergy conducted the service. But this was, of course, objectionable to particular Baptists and other dissenters for several reasons. As one of them summed up, quote, It is not wise for dissenters to bury their dead in what is ridiculously called consecrated ground, or have them buried by the English church minister. It is anti-Christian. Unquote. They didn't believe in holy ground, nor in some of what the clergymen said and did in the burial service. So it came down to this. They wouldn't do with their bodies in death what they refused to do with them in life. 
that is, participate in false and superstitious worship. And so when the opportunity presented itself to be buried in non-consecrated ground by their own pastors in their own way, particular Baptists and others dissenters did it. So popular was this location that it stayed open for more than 200 years from the 1660s to 1860. Incredibly, about 123,000 people are buried in this small plot. The most famous person buried in Bunhill is John Bunyan. His original grave has been moved and enhanced several times. He was originally buried in what is sometimes called the Baptist corner of the cemetery, named after the preponderance of Baptists laid to rest there. But he was moved into a more prominent location in a friend's family vault a few decades later. Then, because so many people visited Bunyan's memorial, it was upgraded and relocated to the central place in Bunnell. The most historically significant non-Baptist burials include Susanna Wesley, mother of John and Charles, John Owen, the great independent pastor and theologian, Thomas Goodwin, another Puritan independent, and Isaac Watts, the father of English hymnody. Many particular Baptists of the 16, 17, and 1800s are memorialized there as well. William Kiffin is buried here, along with his good friend Hansard Knowles. Now, Hansard died 20 years after his wife Anne, and so he had this epitaph engraved on her marker. My only wife that in her life lived 40 years with me lies now in rest, forever blessed with immortality. My dear is gone, left me alone for Christ to do and die, who did for me and died to be my Savior God most high. Henry Jesse is buried here, and so is Nehemiah Cox, editor of the 1689 Confession, who is buried with his wife's family, the Portmans. In the 1700s, Bunhill saw the internment of Baptists such as John Gill and Andrew Gifford. Gifford died aged 84, having been in ministry over 60 years. His funeral address by John Ryland is well known to Baptist historians because of its striking content. Ryland ended his address this way. Farewell, thou dear old man. We leave thee in the possession of death until the resurrection day, but we will bear witness against thee, O king of terrors. At the mouth of this dungeon, thou shalt not always have possession of this dead body. It shall be demanded of thee by the great conqueror, and at that moment thou shalt resign thy prisoner. O ye ministers of Christ, Ye people of God, ye surrounding spectators, prepare, prepare to meet this old servant of Christ at that day, that hour, when this whole place shall be nothing but life, and death shall be swallowed up in victory. Surely this man had a sure hope in the resurrection. In the 1800s, men like Joseph Ivamy, the Baptist pastor and historian, were placed here, as well as Samuel Stennett, the Seventh-day pastor and hymn writer. One man buried here that I feel a special affection for is John Rippon. 
He was pastor of the church begun by Benjamin Keach and immediately pastored before him, that is, Rippon, by John Gill. A few pastors later was a young man named Charles Spurgeon. You may have heard of him. But besides his great gifts and activity in the ministry, Rippon loved to go to Bunnell Fields and, as he said, lying on his side, copy the inscriptions then discernible upon the tombs. There are 20 volumes of his transcripts held in two locations in England. I know a well-qualified man, not myself, that's for certain, (laughs) who is investigating these transcripts, which have never been published. Over the centuries, several books have been produced that detail the lives, gravestones, and epitaphs of those buried in Bunnell Fields. Authors such as Alfred W. Light and John Andrews Jones, a London Particular Baptist pastor himself, produced large volumes memorializing the men and women buried there. Used copies and an occasional new edition can be found on abebooks.com. Finally, following good Pastor Ryland, let me give you a piece of tongue-in-cheek advice. I recommend that you don't find yourself visiting the tombs in Bunhill on Resurrection Day. You're likely to get run over by all those saints flooding out of the ground to meet Christ and to receive their new bodies. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. Thank you.